know, with prayer, I pray he does change at the end of the day. But if he don't, like, I want it to be a situation where my son finds out, you know, by himself. Right. Starting to get kind of rocky. So to what you were saying earlier, I was like, would a child make this better or you know, would it make it worse? Welcome back to Urban Theology. Thanks for tuning in. This is a podcast brought to you by two millennial men who are brought together by the grace of God. And we're here to talk to you about everything from the ups, the downs, and the in-betweens of this life. This episode of Urban Theology is sponsored by Arome. Arome was designed to take care of your largest organ. Your skin. I bet you didn't know that. Arom provides products that not only moisturize your skin, but also gives you nutrient-rich ingredients. When you go support them, let them know the good folks at Urban Theology sent you. Do this by checking out with our code urbant 15 That's U-R-B-A-N-T-1-5. And you can also save 15% each time you use that code. My brother, what's good, man? Man, it feels good to be back, man. Yeah, man. Hey, shout out to everybody who's been listening to all of our episodes. Welcome to episode number six of Urban Theology. And like we always do, we're going to kick it off with a prayer. I believe it's my go, right? All right, right. let's go. Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to be here today. Thank you for allowing us to be able to talk about this topic. Thank you for putting this on our hearts. We pray that everybody who listens to this episode may take this episode and apply it to their life. And we just ask that our guests will also... I'll have the courage to share a positive message. In my name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So, like my good man said, we have some wonderful, wonderful guests on the pod today. I think y'all are going to love them. Uh, I think y'all are going to love what they have to talk about. Um, so, let me just stop talking and let me introduce the guests that we have. Let's go. So, we have a returning guest and a friend of the pod. Uh, her name is Kemi, um, she's a black woman in tech. She's also a dope fashionista. Follow her on TikTok, Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Kemi, uh, introduce yourself. Welcome, you know, welcome you back to Urban Theology. Hey, guys. It's good to be back. Thank you guys for having me again. I always love coming on here. I just want to say thank you for being a male podcast that is actually positive. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, females are struggling out here. So oh, it's man. good to be back. Um, definitely excited for today's topic. And I want to say she was on season season three. Season three, I forget the episode, but it was the episode where we had her on. She was talking about her relationships, the ups and downs. So if you have a chance, go back to season three and listen to that episode. And we also have a distinguished brother, <laughs> uh, a man of the people, um, Jermaine. Uh, he is the uh, founder of Reality Check, which is a nonprofit which mentors uh, young black men from the age of 12 to 17. He's a good brother, and we're honored to have him on the podcast. Welcome to Urban Theology, Jermaine. Thank you all for having me. I'm happy to be here, ready to drop some gems. Nice. Learn as well. So. Nice. That's, sure. that's good. So look, man, me and Raheem, we normally hold this down by ourselves, but for once, we had a topic where we don't know nothing. About <laughs> so we decided why not bring some experts in on the topic and the topic at hand is co-parenting. The reason why I think it's a really important topic is because a lot of Christians don't actually plan their lives to co-parent, right? right? It's just things happen. And I think we're different from our parents because I think back in the day, you had a lot of people who would just say, well, I have to do this for the kids. I have to yeah. stay in, whether it's uh, toxic or abusive things like that. 
And I think our generation is more so like, look, if this person is stopping me from doing God's work, mm -hmm. I have to, you know, step away. Mm -hmm. So I feel as though this is a really important topic, and I'm happy that we have two individuals on here that can shed some light on it. And that's real, because like, when we were, like, kind of chopping up the idea of the episode, like, we understand that life moves in, like, the gray area, right? That we all don't get, like, fairy tale endings, and that life is not perfect, right? Mm -hmm. But the real thing is, like, how do we navigate um, situations that may not be ideal and how do we still have a good life out of it and still make the best out of that situation. So that's pretty much how we're having this, this convo pretty much. So we're going to jump right into it, right? So <laughs> the first question is, what was the original plan when it came down to having a child? My original plan? Yeah. I wanted to be married. <laughs> um, I wanted... To have two kids, be good, you know. But I, I initially wanted to be married first. Okay. That was the initial plan. Okay. That's not what happened. <laughs> um, now, when okay. you met the person who you mm. had a child with, were your plans the same? So I was in high school. Okay. So at okay. that time, I, will, I, I knew that, you know, when I have a child, like, I'm going to be married when I have a child. But at that time, I wasn't thinking of marriage. Got you. Got you. My high school girlfriend did. Okay. I, I started dating her and... 11th grade, 12th grade, um, had my daughter my sophomore year of college. Okay. Yeah, so you guys were high school so. sweethearts? Yeah, you can say that. Okay. Nice. What about you, Jane? Um, So, opposite of Jermaine, I was married. So, obviously, being married, I wanted okay. to have kids. Yeah. Um, but um, the plan was just to, I didn't think we had really a number. I just, I think we wanted like three. Um, but my plan was to, live differently than how our parents raised us that was my plan like spiritually mentally physically mm -hmm. and all of that um and it didn't necessarily go that way um obviously i got married young and there was kind of like struggles to have a kid but like just to you know have a family rooted in christ that's really what my overall goal was um yeah okay so i want to follow that up because everyone has a different story right. at the time of finding out there was a child on the way what was your mindset i know you were married so um, did you know that oh wait we're going to be co-parenting and also you at the time of it did you know like okay we're going to be co-parenting or did you feel like okay well hey we're about to be this mm -hmm. um when i first found out i was scared <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i yeah. was scared how old were you? i was 18 okay um, yeah, when I, yeah. My, daughter, when my daughter was born, I was 19, but yeah, I was 18 years old in college, um, freshman year, and I found out, matter of fact, it was the spring semester of my freshman year, so, and I was uh, I was in school out of state, so I got the call, and I'm just like, wow, I'm about to tell my mom, I'm about yeah. to tell my dad, uh, when do I tell her, like, what are we going to do, because mm -hmm. around that time, when I found out me and my daughter's mom, so this is my daughter, um, me and my daughter's mom, we weren't together. We were kind of like, uh, see what we what we were going to do. Okay. So when I found out, I was kind of like, that don't sound like that'll be real bad. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, that's that's what happened. Uh, I definitely was scared. So uh, I didn't know when I was going to be able to finish school, like all of those thoughts. Like, how how was the stress of that? Because like. You're like 18, 19, and then this mm -hmm. is going on. Like, mm -hmm. 
Like, how did you deal with the anxiety and the stress at such a young age? Yeah, so actually, um, with my mom's response, I actually helped me, right? So I'm thinking, you know, she's going to go off, like, <laughs> blow up, no. So I remember um, I came home. Well, first off, I got the call from my brother's mom. I had called my mom, and I said, Mom, I have something to tell you. <laughs> but I'll tell you when I get home <laughs> at the end of the semester. Oh, you can't, like, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told her. And she was like, huh? I was like, yeah, I tell you. You're going to leave your mom on ice She was like, you sure? Everything okay? I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I'll tell you when I get home. So that was that. So I got home. How Later, long before you got home? Um, it was probably... I think it was like three months. So you had your mom just... She was cool about it. Though. Okay, so, okay, okay. <laughs> literally, the first thing, the first moment when I got home for break, um, we were home, I sat her down, I said, yeah, um, so Sharika is my daughter's mom. Okay. So Sharika's pregnant. My mom said to me, oh, that's it? I thought she had something more serious to tell me. No. <laughs> wow. So your mom's a real one. I was sitting there stuck like, is this real? Like, she pregnant wow. right now? Or what? So, that, that kind of eased me, you know, eased me, you know, my stress a, a little bit. Um, but I did transfer back in state. So, I was going to school in Pennsylvania. Transferred back in state, um, figured out, because I was about to have a child. But I still wanted to be away, so I chose Falls Grove. Um, but, yeah, it, it was it was scary, you know. I'm still questioning whether I wanted to. Was I, was I wanted to finish school, whether I was going to be able to finish school, um, if that worked out. But, um, it, it was a lot. Um, being away from her, you know, Frostburg, it's only two and a half, three hours away from where I'm from, but didn't have a car. So I was coming home, trying to get home at least twice a month, you know, spend time yeah. with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was running track as well, so trying to balance track. Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. Being the dad, young dad at that, it, it was a lot. Wow. Yeah. Now. Kevin, you were married, so yeah. Just what was going through your head when you found out? Um, I guess everyone is scared when it, it doesn't even matter, um, matter like if you're married or not. Like just having a child is a scary thing because you're never really prepared for it. Um, I think what worried me the most is just like the state of our marriage at the time. It's just mm. like, was it the best to bring a kid? into that so naturally i'm thinking all right you know we having our own differences maybe a kid would kind of change the scenario so no i did not expect to co-parent but i think having a child brought things into reality as far as how do you want this life to be different for your child um like do you stay because you know you have a child or do you just eventually start to plan like okay at the end of the day if you guys aren't together, like, how do you plan that life and still keep kind of, like, cordiality or whatever people call it? Um, but I don't think there is really a mental preparedness for, like, what was really going to happen at the end yeah. of everything. Yeah. So I want to ask you this question. You can answer it first, and you can tackle it. Where were you at with your relationship with God at the time of you finding out you were going to have a child? Definitely more rooted um, and Christ-centered. And okay. I think that's one of the main reasons why I left because I, I kind of, it kind of hit me like, all right, well, do you want your kid normalizing this, mm. right, at a young age? And then when he grows up, he mimics the same thing and you kind of create this cycle. I was like, I don't want that. I want to break that generational curse. Yeah. So if I had to end up being a single mother because of it, I would rather be a single mother 
spend my child growing up normalizing, you know, things that he really shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, yeah. Okay. What about you? Where are you at? Oh, your relationship with God? Um, I wasn't anywhere, <laughs> anywhere near where I'm at now. Um, okay. I was in and out of church. Um, so like I said, at the time, I went to school. So I grew up in the church. So when I went to school, being on the stage, like just adjusting to college, I wasn't really going to church anymore. Um, wasn't really thinking about that. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's you know where that is. When you found out you were having a child, did that invoke any? Um, did you think about your relationship with God at that I time? Did. Okay. I did. <laughs> it was like I I gotta get close. This next question is going to be um, interesting, right? So, um, with the situations y'all were both were in, like, when did you decide um, you had to to leave that situation, right? With the person, obviously, like, you right. had a kid, like, when did you decide to leave those situations, and how was it when you left those situations? And did you decide? Because, hey, I know where you're at now, <laughs> but the other person could have had the other you, and you might have decided, so, yeah. yeah. Um, I think um, I ultimately had to make the decision for myself first, not like necessarily my son, because um, it's just like, I think as a parent, like we forget, like if we're not our best selves, we can't be a good parent yeah. for our kids. So I was like, all right, where am I mentally in this relationship? And is it serving me? Is it going to serve my son? Is it is he going to grow up and be like, wow, like this is a good life that my mom and my dad or whatever was living? And the things circling around the environment he was in, it wasn't conducive to anything. He, if anything, was going to push him further away from Christ, and I didn't want that. So this was after your son's birth. Yeah, this was after. Like I, I honestly feel like things got worse because you really? kind of you kind of see the difference in how you want to raise your child. Like I didn't realize we were two different people until we had my son. That's when it wow, came to like Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting because I feel like as a yeah. as a man, right? I feel like if I had a son, I'm be super excited, like, yo, it's a little me. Yeah. You know, and I probably would be more inclined to okay behave because like, okay, I got my little me here. But you're saying it got worse. Yeah, it got worse. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. How about you? When did you or yeah. Yeah. So and I didn't mention. So I have a, my daughter is twelve. She'll be thirteen. Years old. Okay. I have a son as well. Okay. My son will be one next month. Okay. Um, yeah. Nice. Nice. Um. So with my daughter's mom, um, I realized that we weren't, you know, going to be together. Um, that was early. That was probably I want to say before she was born. Now after before she okay yeah before she was born but after she was born we did try you know again but it was uh, it was a growth thing you know um, career wise and just personally realizing that we went in two different paths you know and um, that for me it was like nah we we just gotta co-parent <laughs> like, I gotta go my way you go your way that's cool but yeah I, as far as like making it work. Now, let me ask you this, because you said it was before your child, your, your daughter mm-hmm. was born. How did you feel, because, I mean, she's carrying somebody in her, yeah. and I mean, I know there could be, like, hormones and feelings, yeah. and you come, like, hey, you know, I, I, yeah. I, can you walk us through that? Yeah, that, that was, it was a tough time. Um, it was a tough time. So, I, 
Can I be transparent? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I, we I, want. I shared my story. Um, so at the time, you know, when we found out, like I said, we were we weren't together. We were trying things out. Um, we were trying to make it work. And we just kept clashing, things weren't working. And so when I found out she was pregnant, you know, the topic of abortion came into play. Um, so that's what, you know, we were, you know, going to that was the route we were going to take. Yes. Um, I want to say it was probably like a month or so after we had that conversation. I got a phone call from one of my best friends. He was back home. He was like, hey, man, I said, what you mean? Like, I said, your stomach has to go in on it. Like, hold up. We, because me and Sharika, we had a talk. Like, what was supposed to be going on? So, wow. yeah. Yeah, so I, after I got that phone call, you know, I called her and, you know, she was like, well, she's on P. So, that caused like major friction. Like we were just going back and forth, going at it. Um, so yeah, hormones, all of that. And then you know, I'm feeling bad, but at the same time, like, cause I didn't want to bring a child into this world if you know if I wasn't gonna be with you. Yeah. yeah. Cause like I said, I always had this picture of I'm gonna be married <laughs> when I have my you know child. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was that. Now with uh, my son, my son. Say he's about to be born. I'm not with his mom right now, but um, with that, like I said, I'm spiritually in a totally different place, I'm much more mature, uh, much more accomplished career wise. Yeah, that was a struggle as well because at that time, so me and um, my son's mom, we were together, yeah, for some years. Um, and life happened, so you know, it's kind of pregnant again, the time of abortion that came up because where we were relationship wise, um. It was starting to get it kind of rocky. So to what you were saying earlier, I was like, mm, "Will the child make this better, or you know, will it make it worse?" Um, so that was you know a tough time as well. So we uh, had that conversation. She decided yeah. to keep it cool. I was fine with it, um, but inside, you know, I was I wasn't okay because I was. I was prioritizing our relationship. Like, I wanted our relationship to work. And I felt like a child right now, it wasn't time. Yeah. So, you know, I, I went through depression. Like I told you, I went through depression for the first time in my life. Um, I just was in a bad place, you know. So I initially, you know, I had to lean on God, pray, pray about it, and just, like, all right, you got another child coming. Suck it up. You've been here before. <laughs> it is what it is. Life goes on, you know, so... I, I want to thank you for being transparent because yeah. I think people feel like when you follow God, everything is just peaceful and yep. calm and you get all these situations, yeah. you're just sitting there like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going to just trust God. <laughs> it, it, you, you, might, you might not be everyone's favorite mm -hmm. because, you know, you're transparent and you're talking about, you thought about abortion, but people do think about abortion, yeah. you know, and... I think ultimately more conversations around it can help educate people because I know a lot of people are doing things that they don't really understand the gravity of it, yeah. right? So thanks for being transparent. Just want to say that. Well, that's what we do appreciate that too because I feel like there's not enough openness about the conversation and just being in situations that are difficult and having to make you know difficult mm -hmm. choices because again we don't know you know the outcome or whatever, whatever, but that's reality. Like, yeah. Life is hard. You got to make like tough decisions. So, man, we do appreciate the, the transparency. No, no problem. So this, this next question is going to be um, really interesting. And I'm, I'm interested to see how, how, how y'all go with this. So 
Are there any um unex would you say are there any unexpected pros to co-parenting? Yes. Um I think I'm I'm learning the pros now. Um I get to be more of an individual for myself. Um I think co-parenting has taught me what I was missing before. Um and also kind of opened my eyes to like just how to raise your child differently. Um cuz now to be honest, a lot of households are single parents, right? So yeah. now you kind of have to navigate that in today's society and kind of like cuz society does look down on like people like kids who come from like single parent households. Yeah. So you kind of have to like be stronger and kind of create an environment where like your child doesn't feel like their life is different from any other child in school and things like that. So I think it's opened my eyes to things like homeschooling, um, tutoring, things like that. Things I probably never took serious before. Mm. So it's allowed me to be more serious as a parent, but also as an individual, you know, like just live my life a little bit more outside of, you know, being a mom. Um, Co-parenting gives me more, I guess, time to just be <coughs> me, um, focus on God, focus on my career and what I really want. Um, but I mean, obviously there's challenges, but yeah. Oh, nice. So Jermaine, can you top oh, that? The <laughs> <laughs> first thing that pops to my, pops that came to mind was, um, honestly, like the, the friendship is <laughs> unexpected with my children's mothers. Um, so, you know, just looking at our situation, not being together, being with, you know, me going to just co-parent, I don't got friendship with them. So, I tell, you know, a lot of my friends, and they can't believe it, but so me and my daughter's mom, like, we've actually, like, been out. Like, me, her, her boyfriend, like, we're all out. Her family, like, we, we're good. Like, we go out bowling, have fun. Like, her dad hits me up. Like, it's cool. Like, I've actually hung out with her boyfriend before, you know, so I say, like, like that friendship, that was unexpected. A lot of people to this day, it's like, what? Damn. Right. Like, <laughs> cool. I mean, there's, there's no beef, no animosity, no nothing. Do you, do you feel like part of that is also because of, like, you have grown individually? Yeah, mm -hmm. most definitely. Yeah. That definitely comes from um, the individual growth, you want to mature, because everybody, everybody's not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's not okay, you know, cool, cut, you know. Nice. Now I got another question. Um, and... It involves holding each other accountable yourselves. So, mm -hmm. what's one thing that you feel you can do better in co-parenting? Control what I can control. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, there's a lot of times where the way I parent, I want my daughter's mom to parent as mm -hmm. well. Can't control what goes on in her household. Mm -hmm. What is, you know, it's something good that I'm trying to instill, you know, like I, I can't control it, you know, mm -hmm. so that's something that, that's been a working process. That's something I feel like as a parent, um, if you're in a co-parent situation, that's something you're going to always be, mm -hmm. be working on. Yes. You just can't control what's going on over there. You know, it's funny. I feel like that dynamic also exists in people that are together. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, yeah, because I have a style and the other person has a style. True. Whether we're in the same household or not, like it, there's a, there's a chance that there could be a clashing of the yeah. styles. Mm -hmm. I think the difference is you kind of get to see, right? Like, if we're yeah. together, yeah. we yeah. might have different styles, but I'm going to see what you're doing. Exactly. Right? But if it's like, you know, <laughs> you're in another household, like, you know, you can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
What about you, Kelly? Um, definitely the, the same word, control. Mm. I, I don't want to say I was a control freak, but because I had a certain way I wanted to raise my child and mm-hmm. there were certain things I was trying to protect my child from, um, I think a lot of the time, like in the beginning with the co-parenting situation, I just wanted a lot of control. And I had to learn to give that to God. Um, there's things you can't control in their situations that aren't necessarily favorable to you in a way. Um, but you also have to be mature enough to either talk about it with that person if you can, um, or just pray about it and have peace. Mm, nice. Do you pray for your child's dad at all? Oh, yeah. That has always been the case, or did it take some goal for you to get there? Um, well, it did take some time, because in the beginning, um, like we were always clashing. Like yeah. we, it was like, <laughs> we, it was like we hated each other really for a long time. <laughs> um, and so I just got to the point where I was like, yeah, this, this isn't, this isn't good. You know, this isn't healthy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I always, I always pray for him. I send, so I send out uh, morning, you know, devotional uh, quotes, just positive messages to you know my friends. Like I've been doing this for like a few years now, and my uh, my children love it. They want to hear. So I send them videos, quotes, sermons, all that yeah, every day. Nice. I saw your face. Yeah, you <laughs> couldn't hide. <laughs> you couldn't hide. Bit. So you gotta <laughs> let it out. Let it out. <laughs> um. Um. All right. So I mean, okay. <laughs> Um, so listen, y'all know I'm coming from like a divorce, so it's a different scenario, but because the situation grew me, I think now I'm in the place where I'm trying to prioritize peace Mm -hmm. and peace for me in this season is also praying for my enemies. I'm not saying that, you know, my baby daddy, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I'm not saying he's my enemy, but you know, anything that's kind of standing in the way of my peace is an enemy. Um, so I recently started, um, praying for him because I realized like, it's not about me anymore. Mm -hmm. Even if he doesn't like me as a person per se, I do want my child to have a good relationship with his dad. And he can't if his father isn't really rooted in Christ. Right. So I'm, I've been praying more for him to just get closer to God, you know, Pray that African prayer. Go to arrest his father. You know, like <laughs> because you know sometimes the things be happening. You're like, are you serious? Um, but I've definitely been praying for him more, and it's given me more peace. Um, you know, whenever something funny wants to happen, I have more peace about it, so I don't react. I just kind of like, all right, cool, whatever. I go pray about it, and then I just go about my day. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually gonna follow up <laughs> on your question. So, like, how, um, how do y'all keep the peace in co-parenting? There's no peace. <laughs> no, so, okay. Like, obviously, like, it's not always easy to have peace, but yeah. let, me, let me rephrase that. Okay. How do you try to maintain peace? Like, how do you strive for peace in co-parenting? Um, I had to learn to set boundaries. Um, and for me, again, everybody's co-parent person is different. I was mm-hmm. dealing with a very authoritative, narcissistic type of person, right? So learning about that type of behavior, I had to learn that I had to be more strict with my boundaries. Um, Meaning like you can't call past this certain time. Like I had to set those Mm. strict boundaries because like, you know, we we have two different lives now. You can't assume that we're still in that marriage because we're not, I'm I'm my own person now. Right. So 
if if that's not respected, you know, obviously there's going to be some tussle. But to maintain the peace for me is just to kind of honestly, it, it sounds petty, but I just ignore him. Like if if he's trying to cause an argument that really shouldn't be an argument, I just ignore it because why? You know what I mean? So yeah. that's how I keep my peace. So I had to reach a point where um, I just would ignore it <laughs> when I knew we were getting into it. I would stop responding. Um, my main thing for me was, like I said earlier, controlling what I can control. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be, like I said, I wanted, this is how I parent. I feel like this is the best way, so you should be doing this at your house. Mm-hmm. And that would be causing me to be frustrated. And I had to get yeah. to a point to understand, like, okay, this is what I do over here. I can only do what I can over here mm-hmm. and just pray and hope that it sticks with my child. Mm-hmm. Um, also started to dive deeper and just look into, you know, how I was raised versus how, you know, my, my child's parents were raised. Mm-hmm. And what I the way I was brought up, those things that, you know, I was taught, they may not have been taught those things. You know, so I can't expect them to operate the same way as me. Once I really got to that point, that's where, you know, it, it was peaceful for me. Um, it went from, you know, the the back and forth, arguing, yelling on the phone, the, the long text messages, Child. to now. Spending on one spot. Yeah, just going off. Yeah, to now, if we do, because like I said, it, it'll never be perfect. You know, there's still times where we disagree, but we disagree respectfully. Um, and I even had to change, I started with myself, I had to change the way I went into, you know, those conversations. So if my daughter just happened to come to my house, and I noticed something, where when I was 19, it was, why you got her? And now it's, hey, how you doing? How's your day? Can I talk yeah. to you about X, Y, Z? I don't mean to, or I'm not trying to offend. Then I just go into, you know, what we're talking about. If it does, sometimes it still goes left. And I'm like, hey, I wasn't trying to argue or anything, but if that's how you feel, okay. And then sometimes I just don't respond. <laughs> then I respond the next day, but we'll, but the next day it'll be, you know, it'll be, it'll still be peace. Hey, good morning. How you doing? That's that. You know, I think kids are beautiful. And I feel like me being from from the outside looking in, I think, man, when I have a kid, man, it's going to make things so much better. (laughs) You know, it's like going to bring us together. Is it safe to say that a kid is going to magnify the weaknesses you have in your relationship if you're... For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's, That's the same thing with marriage. Like, you know, you feel like marriage will change the person, but it only magnifies their personality. So you can imagine yeah. having a kid, still trying to be an individual, still trying to keep a relationship, That's still it. trying to find a career, <laughs> and you're just like, oh, snap, like, yeah, no. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, you're right. Wow. So in terms of, because I've heard control from both of you, right? mm-hmm. I've heard control. Um, did either of you get the courts involved in terms of custody? Why or why not? Um, so for me, obviously, because I was getting a divorce, custody okay. is part of yeah. the divorce. But the plan was when I actually like left um, and started the separation process, um, the plan was to like get mediation so we can actually figure it out on our own. So obviously, you know, we don't have to pay for attorneys and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, it went south real quick. <laughs> and with the type of person I was dealing with, I had to get a lawyer involved, unfortunately. Um, what most people don't really know about custody cases 
with kids is as much as we think the court is helping us, they do not teach you how to co-parent. They mm-hmm. only put into place structure, which is things like child support, mm-hmm. um, things mm-hmm. like medical bills and things like that. Things that the child would need with said parent that they're going to be primarily living with. Um, they don't teach you how to co-parent. They don't force you to speak to that person or they don't they don't tell you like something I just found out. Apparently, like, you know, if, if a person is dating someone else, right, um, the court, like, the court isn't going to be like, oh, because the person's dating someone, they have to introduce you to that child or something. Naturally, you would think if it's a responsible person, you know, they would let you know, like, hey, you know, by the way, I'm bringing homegirl around your child or homeboy around your child. But no, they don't, the court, they don't care about that stuff, you know, and and your child is honestly just an asset. So you're kind of left to the system, but you're also left as two people to kind of figure that part out. And unfortunately, depending on the person you're dealing with, it don't always work out. So I had to get the courts involved. Um, and I didn't want to, but I'm glad that I did because again, it helped set structure, um, into the relationship or whatever that was going on at that time. And I think it was more so just helpful because it held both of us accountable. You have, you know, our kid on this weekend, I have him on this type of time. And if you, you know, don't listen, either you pay a fine or you go to jail. Like, I mean, that would scare anybody, you know, (laughs) so you're going to do what you have to do if you don't want to like get in trouble. So. I'm glad I kind of went that route for me, particularly. Have you had to make any adjustments to that schedule? Because let's say somebody wasn't adhering to it, then you have to take them back to court. Um, Not since the divorce, but I'll say like during the separation, we had to do like an emergency hearing just so to get like a, a decent custody, yeah. you know, in place. And before my son wasn't really spending the night yet because, you know, I had anxiety about that also. Yeah. Um, but once, you know, we got the divorce and stuff, you know, we kind of agreed, you know, how it would be set up. And it's working out for now. Again, I don't know what the future holds, but hopefully, you know, hopefully we won't have to go peace. back. <laughs> it's going to work peace. Yeah. 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 Uh, for me, no courts. No courts. No courts. All right. Yeah. I'm I'm being blessed and fortunate enough for you know to be like that with no courts, nice custody or anything. So when it comes to um, you know our arrangement, it was all me. I made it up. So I'm, hey, I would like to keep it from this and this this amount of time today. How you feel about it? We talk yeah. about it. And then, yeah. I'm gonna give you an idea, and I need like ten percent of the proceeds. We need to put out an <laughs> ebook. We need to put out an <laughs> ebook. How to co-parent? Because it's just like. Hey, no course, I said this move, yeah, put out an so. ebook, it's gonna sell out. Ten percent of the proceeds. That's all I'm asking. I got you. I got you. But yeah, no course. Um, no. And one one of the reasons why um, is because I just felt like as a black man, we we all know the force in life. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. And especially when it comes to children, mm-hmm. it's not. Um, there were a few times where I felt as though you know I wanted. To go via custody mm-hmm. of my daughter, but you know, just having conversations with people that I know have been through that, mm-hmm. like you're probably not going to win that. Battle. See, but to get full yeah. custody of a child from a mom, you got to really prove that something is really going on. Yeah. Wrong, you know? No, but you know that, right? Like it's tough yeah. for black men to you know get custody. Mm-hmm. But how did you get her to understand that? Because. Yeah. I mean, if she, yeah, if she wants to take you to court, she could. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I mean, and 
it just never got there. <laughs> like, I, yeah, yeah. Like, I was always present. Like, there, that was never going to be a question. Like, even before, you know, my daughter came or my son came, um, both of their, their mothers, they knew I wasn't the type that was going to, you know, run off or be foul or anything like that. So mm-hmm. even with uh, my daughter's mom, say we were young, we were clashing a lot, there was still no question of, you know, my parents, whether I was going to be there or not. So, yeah, she just never took me to court. Mm-hmm. Nice. Thanked her for it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but no, she just wasn't that type. So we've had those conversations in the past, and, you know, she just let me know, like, I'm, I'm not that type to take you. you know? Just because we're getting into it, I'm not going to take you like that. That's a blessing. So before we like, get to the next question, are, y- are y'all fans of Insecure? Even y'all watching I'm watching it. Yeah. So, so this uh, question actually kind of came from Lawrence and Condola's uh, situation, right? And just kind of like, you know, obviously they're, they're co-parenting, whatever. And one of the things I really liked about the show is they highlighted the conflict that can happen in those situations, right? Especially dealing with like parental authority, mm-hmm. right? So like, how do you, like, how do you tackle parental authority, right? Because I feel like in most cases, the default is always to the mom. And it's hard for <laughs> the man, especially, well, there's different scenarios. We understand that, right? But it's, every scenario is different, right? But how do you tackle, um, how do you tackle the, the authority part, you know, being a parent and co-parenting? I would say for me, and I always say for me, because this is just for me. Um, <laughs> it's so, the me for me. It's the me for me. Um, so my situation is is very much so I married like a typical African guy. So you know in in our culture they don't really care about the details of the child per se like school, doctor's appointments, yeah. play dates. Yeah, it's it's it don't like so to me it's just like all right well you don't care about this stuff. So obviously I know I'm going to shoulder the bulk of that. Like the emotional state of my child matters. And they don't necessarily yeah. think that far. They just think, oh, I got a child, you know, blah. So for me, my parental authority is just kind of like, I would say sometimes I would hover. Like, I would ask a lot of questions. Maybe sometimes they were kind of ridiculous, but it wasn't to necessarily try to control him. Mm-hmm. But it was just to make sure that my child felt safe in the space he was, right? Because when my child's with me, he's open emotionally. Like, he'll tell me how he's feeling, but I don't know if his dad is allowing that and I can't control what his dad is doing. So I ask a lot of questions and, you know, I'll tell him certain things like do things this way. Like you can't be, I know he's a you know boy, but you can't be so tough on him mm-hmm. or you can't yell at him or you can't gaslight him. It's not going to be good for mm-hmm. him. Like, especially kind of growing up kind of in that similar way. Like I didn't want that for my child, but it is hard when you have two different people um, with two different mindsets about how it how it is to be a parent. So, yeah, that's that's a deep winded question, but yeah, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. For me, it's what I do at my house. What goes on? What goes on over there? That's what goes. Okay, and it's it's hard for me because I have a daughter. Yeah, my daughter's about to be thirteen. I want to ask about that. So she's at that stage. Well, she's kind of been at that stage. I want to say it started when she was around eight. Like age eight, it was mommy said this, mommy, 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 (laughs) and I'm like, well, you at my house? (laughs) (laughs) This is what's going on over here. So with that um, communication with my mom, that's that's been the best. 
So if I feel, you know, hey, um, I feel like this about that, I talk to her about it. Um, like I said, instead of telling her, like, this is what you should be doing, like, we learn things about each other. So we're pretty open. Um, we communicate. I, I believe we've, you know, gotten yeah. much better. So we have good communication. I'm surrounded with the piece, but it's just at the point now, like I said, it's, this is what it is over here, that's what it is over there. Um, right now, it's just like, I want my daughter to accept it. Like, you gotta mm -hmm. give it the program. Exactly. What I'm telling her, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anytime she's with me, I'm like, you gotta give it the program. You already know my expectations, what it is over here. Oh, well, when I'm at mommy house, I don't, well, <laughs> you're not there right now. You'll be back over there next week, you'll be fine. Yeah. So, but right this week, it's my way. This is what's going on. So, I'm curious, how do you protect your co-parent because I'm sure there are situations where she might tell you something that she doesn't like that you know her mom does mm -hmm. um, and I think it's important sometimes to protect that other person because yeah. you don't want your child to you know, essentially hate the other person mm -hmm. right at the end of the day so can you give any examples or um, have you had to protect the mother of your child or the father of your child yeah, um, so that, again, uh, conversations with my daughter, um, allowing her, you know, to feel how she feels. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much, you know, open, open book with her. I allow her to express herself. Um, but I, I, and I always try not to, you know, bad mouth or, you know, say anything bad about mm -hmm. her mom in front of her. Yeah. So if she does come to me with a situation or something she doesn't like, you know, I talk to her about it first. And it, it depends on what it is. Yeah. I'm going to talk to her about it regardless, but... What I mean by it depends on what it is, um, whether I'm going to talk to her mom or not. So there are some things I'm like, I'll talk to just my daughter about, hey, well, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. Then if it's something I think is serious, like, well, hey, um, my daughter's name is Akira. So I'll go to her mom, like, hey, Akira came to me about this, you know. Yeah. And I'll, you know, blah, blah, blah. But um, like, it's, it's pretty much communication wise. But as far as, you know, protecting, um, uh, it's reverse. So, her mom came to me one time because my daughter was saying that she felt as though, well, she said, Daddy speaks to me like I'm older than what I am. And I don't like that. Mm. So, I was like, okay, cool. Thank you for telling me. She never told me that. So, yeah. we, all three of us sat down and had a conversation. And pretty much went down a list of things. I was like, well, what is it? Because it got to a point where she was saying she didn't like being at the house. Yeah. So, that's got I, it was. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I said, okay. So I had her. I told her, mom, I said, have her write out all of her reasons why. So we all sat down together, and someone done like, I'm not mad. This is the time we want to address everything. So whatever you're feeling, whatever you know, your reasons, let me hear them. So we went down. It was probably like a list of five things. We went through each one, and after she said it, I said, okay. So. This is why I do what I do in regards yeah, to this. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. So we just went through the list. And um, yeah, that was that. Because I'm not too proud of you for that. Because I feel yeah. like the generation we came up in, our parents never explained to us why they did what they did. Because that's all she wanted. She just wanted to understand, yeah. like, yeah. why do you do yeah. this? Oh, that's disrespectful. Yeah. Right. No, what do you mean why? But to be honest, I feel like that gave her a lot of clarity and it strengthens your bond because she's like, mm -hmm. this is why dad does mm -hmm. this. This is why he tells me this. Because, you know, kids, they ask why. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? And even with that, you know, I told her, I said, some things you're not going to like, but this is how it's going to be mm -hmm. because I'm your father. <laughs> that's just that.
But also because he liked me too. Yeah, because I love her. But yeah. yeah, so a lot of those things that she may not like. So as far I say, um, me getting on about keeping that room clean. That's minor, but yeah. at her mom's house, you know, her mom isn't professional about it. Mm-hmm. But with that, you know, I give her my reasons why, you know, so that's something she's like, oh, I really like that. You may not like it, this is how it is, though. But I'm still going to explain to you, you know, why it is the way it is, and I'm still going to allow you to express your, you know, dislike for it. That's cool, but this is just what it's going to be. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm big on you know allowing her to talk and you know get it out your system and just how you feel you cool as long as it's not disrespectful. Yeah, understand yeah. I'm not you know you you're a peer you know <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'm, yeah. Still, I'm still dad you know but yeah I, I let her get it out. So. Nice. So same question: How do you protect your co parents? Um, <laughs> your face, I love your face. <laughs> reaction, Yo. <man. laughs> All right, God is still working on me. Um, <laughs> I would say right now the only thing I'm I'm really being intentional about is just not the bad talk because I can say a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But my child is, you know, he's five. You know, he's mm-hmm. still young, still a baby. Um, so I don't give my son a reason to hate his father. Obviously, I want that bond to be something that they naturally achieve. And mm-hmm. you know, with prayer, I pray he does change at the end of the day. But if he don't, like I want it to be a situation where my son finds out, you know, by himself right, and not right. necessarily through me. Cause I don't want that type of situation. Um, right. That's the only way I'm guarding him. Other than that, he's in God's hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. I love the honesty. She was like, yeah. <laughs> Prayer, prayer is a start. So you're good. <laughs> and I, I want to say, they, they say, never say never. Is there any chance? <laughs> any chance? Any chance, you know? Like, maybe if this were any chance that, you know, there could be a reconciliation. And, no. Know, of, you know. Says it all. Getting, <laughs> what? Like a, a. Like, you know, getting back together. And, you know. Of a what? <laughs> Like, what? like, like, <laughs> like, like getting remarried? I mean, no, like getting back into like a romantic relationship and then thinking of marriage later Thank on. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you? Nah, so my my daughter's mom is already moved on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. But with my son's mom, uh, if, if God tells me, you know, that's what I'm supposed to do, you know, I'm not opposed to. But right now, I know we're in a place where not. It's, mm-hmm. it's a learning Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've been killing it to the stories, man. Like, bro. <laughs> and, um, honesty. So, um, so, this is another great question right after that. So, how has, like, your faith helped you in this journey of parenting, right? Because people don't talk enough about, one, like, the blessings that come from having children, mm-hmm. right? And just how God opens doors. Just all the things that happen. So, pretty much, how is you know, your faith helped you in this journey of parenting, and where have you seen, you know, changes in your life since you've been on this journey of parenting? Mm, I would say I've seen more fruitfulness um, because I was in this situation where I thought the only person that could serve me was my ex, right? Like, he was kind of like the idol in my life. Like, mm-hmm. my life wasn't going to go anywhere if, if, you know, I don't stay with this person or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think just finding the strength to leave and then once I left, when I tell you God literally provided everything, like, yeah, I had a good job and stuff, but the things that I thought I would struggle with, um, I didn't. Like, I had a community. I had 
my yes. mom, I, I found people that were walking the same journey and it's yes. allowed me to, mm-hmm. to be more stronger in my faith because when you hear people's story and you think because, yeah, you're a single mom, like you're not going to make it because that's how society puts us, right? You know, and, and you see people and they're thriving or they get remarried and they're happy. You're just like, wow, like God can really like turn your situation around. Yeah. Um, so I think um, I've learned that I cannot limit God um, because, you know, sometimes we limit ourselves. We put this kind of picture in ourselves like, oh, because this is what I'm going through. This is how my life is going to be. And God mm-hmm. literally said, no, like, yes. This is your story now, but you're going to use this season of your life to bless other people. So it's allowed me to share my story and, you know, be more open about it, especially being African. Don't nobody talk about this stuff. So it's like I'm living I'm living the life that nobody really wants their child to live. But I'm, I'm speaking from a place of victory, not necessarily a place of sorrow or regret mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I think I've definitely been strengthened because of it. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, I was going to say, isn't it crazy how we worry about right. certain things, you know, as if God doesn't, mm-hmm. like, have us, you know, in mm-hmm. his favor. Um, that was me, you know, as far as when it came to school. I was worried about that, and I looked back, and I was like, why was I worried right. about <laughs> I finished school, able to go and get my master's. My mom was helping out my daughter when I was away at school, you know, so she was helping my daughter's mom. Like, all of those things that I was worrying about, God had it, you know, yeah. um, but faith is, you know, is, is a major key. I am, and I had, grew, it made me grow closer. You know, the situation that made me grow closer. I'm happy being on it. Um, and then, you know, just my maturity, especially spiritually. Like, I had to grow up. Yeah. I had to grow faster than most of my age, you know, so I had to grow up. Like, I think back to times when I was in college and so many people, like, finding out for the first time, like, you got a kid? Like what? Like, <laughs> like oh, so that's why you just be chilling. And like, yeah, man, I, I had to grow up. I had to slow down, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, like it, it, it just really made me, you know, get closer to God. You know, I, mm. I said I had to. Then found out it was a girl. I was like, yeah, I gotta get right. <laughs> I have to get right. <laughs> but now you, you, you got to um, patience. You know. Um, that that's been one of the the main things. That this experience, like God has given me through this experience, you know, patience. Something that I really, I, I didn't really have until until you know my child came to the picture. You know, it's actually funny you say that. When you talk to most parents, they'll tell you like patience is the biggest thing they get from being a parent. And it, I feel like too, it helps yeah. us have a. Yeah better understanding of how God is towards us and yes. he's extremely patient as a father. He's like, man, we screw up, whatever. We make mistakes, you know, we sin, but God still loves us, he still mm-hmm. forgives us, he still accepts us. And it's like, even as a parent, there's nothing your kid can do right. where you're going to yeah. not love them or disown them. Right? Mm-hmm. So it, it it helps grow your faith, but it also helps you have a healthier view of who God is. Man. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's really dope. You have to have patience. Like, I was a slow kid. Like, I know my mom had to have patience with me. Yeah. Because, like, I didn't get things at the same pace as my other siblings. I was always getting in trouble. And shout out to my mom for always not giving up on me because, man, I was a problem. And I understand, like, I have nieces and nephews, and I see their little tendencies. And mm. it's like everyone just gets things at a different pace. And yeah. I could only imagine how, as a parent, you're just like, well, I'm doing everything right. 
it's like, hey, your kid is still a kid, you know? Yeah. So you definitely had to have that patience. And, and not even just patience with the child, like with yeah, parents, with, yeah, with, with the parents. parents and, with and I was going to say, I really love this episode because this doesn't just apply to people who are co-parenting. You could even be in a marriage and you still have to apply some of these mm-hmm. things that yeah. you guys are talking about. So I really love this episode. And I want to shout out Raheem because I'm, I'm more so of the, like, hey, I can figure out some topics type thing. But he was the one who was like, hey, let's get, you know, a man and a woman. So just having, you know, different perspectives is just really key and important. And I wanted to ask, how do you carry co-parenting into dating at this point? (laughs) 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 Can we want to go (laughs) first? Cough, cough. (laughs) That is good. good. Um, So for me, I naturally, despite my situation-ship-ish with, you know, baby daddy, Mm -hmm. um, I've naturally said that if when I date if I'm dating whatever like introducing my child to a man is only something I'm gonna do if we're serious Mm -hmm. you know because I don't want my child to have abandonment issues because you know I I bring guys around or whatever that's something I said I was going to do okay Okay. You said you were going to do it. Did you do it? No, I I, I mean, no, I'm, I'm not I won't do that. Period. Okay. You know, despite I, I don't, I don't want to like. That's just one thing. I'll respect you as a man and as a father. Like I won't do that. And if I do feel like it's time for my child to meet said person that I'll be serious with, obviously you're going to be involved with it because yeah, you know yeah, yeah. now it's parents, you know, involving their you know mindset into mm-hmm. his life and stuff. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately for me, you know, he didn't do the same thing, um, and mm-hmm. I had to find things out that really pissed me off yeah. at the end of last year but um again it just shows you like again two different mindsets yeah, yeah. about parenting because i'm thinking about my child's well-being he was thinking about well, i'm gonna show off and i'm moving on with my life that was kind of how he approached mm-hmm. the situation and yeah. i kind of asked i was like hey like let me meet this person that you're dating yeah. and on top of that like the person's kid is around my kid so now you have someone you're dating yeah that person's child is also around my child. Like, at this point, like, let's meet, let's talk. Yeah, and yeah. he never made that happen. Mm. And that's where the patience comes in. It's just, like, you kind of just have to accept the situation mm-hmm. for who, who, what they what it is um, and just be like, whatever. But all I know is, listen, <laughs> if my child comes home, talk about somebody did something to him. Yeah. It's a different, um, yeah, it's going to be yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. But right now, I'm just... Oh, you're praying for peace. It's I'm praying for peace. It's not, not going to happen in yeah. Jesus' name, but yeah. yeah it's, but you're ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. I planned right. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's just nice. where I'm at with it. Nice. So. What about you, Jordan? I've been there. Um, not for me, so my, my daughter's mom. Uh, she was, she, she actually did it twice. We cool now. We good. <laughs> okay. Shout out to you. We good. Nah, but um, my my whole thing it was respecting. You know, if you're gonna yeah. bring new person around, out of respect, mm-hmm. to meet them. They're gonna be around my child. They're gonna be in your life. They're there. So you you would think some of these things are common, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. So with that, um, I want to say I. So with the first incident with my daughter, my daughter was still young. I saw a picture. It's a picture with the guy holding her. 
So I was like, yeah, "What's this? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We talk about like, so I, I need to meet this guy. So I want to say probably like some weeks went by, we didn't set up the meeting or whatever. So I just went. One day I was going to pick up my daughter, who just happened to be there. So I went in to get her. Saw him. I didn't think nothing of it. So I didn't say, uh, "What's up?" Then I back out, and then they click. I'm like, "What up? No, that's her dude." So I went back, like, to her mom. Like, I'm still there. He's still sitting. I said, "So you're not going to introduce us?" And, and I, I don't like those situations because it makes you look at that other person different. Yeah. It's like, how are you right, okay right, right, right. with that meeting me? Yeah. But as a man, like as a man, you don't want to meet the father. Right. right. So that was that first incident. Then it happened again. Um, and it was my daughter. My daughter kept saying his name, this guy's name, when she came by. I was like, yeah, something such was over the house. That's not a good feeling. Something such yeah. was over the house. And I was like, what was that? <laughs> yeah. said, oh, that's mommy's boyfriend. I said, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> the other phone called me. Hey, uh, who's this guy that Kira's talking about? So, I need to meet him. Yeah, and she delaying it. Um, and like I said, I, at that point, I just heard the name. I never saw him. Mm-hmm. So, I would be going to pick her up, and I would see um, a guy in the building. Like whenever my daughter would come out, like he would, you know, say he would speak to her. I didn't think nothing. I'm like, it's just a neighbor, or whatever. So <laughs> one time I was like, who's that? She was like, oh, that's his name's Tom. Again, we cool, everybody. <laughs> so we name drop her. You don't have no beef or nothing like that. She was like, oh, that's Tom. I was like. What? <laughs> so again, yeah. I'm questioning like, how are you okay with not meeting me as yeah. a father, like as a man? So we eventually met. Everything's good. So, so it was cool. Yeah, we. Yeah, okay. everything was cool. Yeah. So, but I was telling her mom. I always told her mom. I just it's a respect thing. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not the type to cause any drama or anything. I just mm-hmm. want to meet them to know who my child is around. Mm-hmm. And again, especially I have a girl. So yeah. you know, like yeah. I this is. It's like yeah. it's still important you have a son as well, but I'm like a girl like is yeah. is is yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So um yeah, that that was wow. that. Those, <laughs> <laughs> but as far as the dating piece, so I don't I never um brought women around my daughter unless it was service. Um, okay. there have been a few times she may have met someone off a of default, you know, just because they were there or she was getting dropped off or they were just leaving, something like that. But those were just friends, but it's like seriously dating someone, she wouldn't meet them unless I was serious. So yeah. with my my son's mom, um, we were dating. I want to say probably two, almost three years before I even had my daughter around her. Maybe not, and it wasn't you know she knew about her or whatever you know see her in passing, but as far as like hanging out, being around. Because I just was like, I don't want, mm-hmm. you know, my daughter to see me around different women or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Unless it's serious. When we meet, now I've had women, like, oh, I want to meet your mom. that's age. Like, that's, uh-huh. that's something that comes, you know, with time. You don't understand it. And it's, it's not easy. Uh, especially dating someone who doesn't have children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they come into this and they, they have all these expectations I'm like this isn't what you think it's <laughs> not it's not how you had it drawn up in your head mm-hmm. so for me like it takes time like for some women they've thought like am I not good I'm like no that's not the case like you just gotta be like this is my baby you know what I'm saying like it's it's not just easy it's easy as 
oh, yeah, you can meet him. Like, no, because then what if you're not around me? Yeah. My child remembers you, so then you're gone. I got to still hear your name from my child. Right. You know, stuff like that, you know. That a lot of people don't think about. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's, that's my personal. Hey, I love the conversation. The last thing I want to ask is, um, and, and speak from the perspective of a young woman and the perspective of a young man. Mm-hmm. So any advice you can give to a young woman who they just found out a child's on the way and they also figured that they're going to be co-parenting because whatever situation, what advice and um, if it's like one to two, just one or two things that you give to that one in that. Um, I would say that for one, you're stronger than you think. Don't let society think that because you may have to do it on your own, that your life is going to fall apart. If anything, the situation is going to grow you. Um, to find a community of people because you're going to need that. You're going to have those weak moments where you're just like, I can't do this anymore. So you need a community, someone to lift you up, pray for you. Um, and three, like set boundaries. If you know, mm-hmm. like set them early. <laughs> yeah. Not not when things are going bad. <laughs> set them from the get-go. Like this is what I want. This is what, you know, should be going on. And just set those boundaries as early as you can. Um, those would be my top three. Okay. What about you? Speaking to a young man. Young man. Mm -hmm. Um, One, communicate. Um, Communication is is very important. Um, Two, have that support system as well. Um, Patience. You're going to have to have patience. Um, If courts get involved, do not give up. Mm. Mm, Um, Do not give up if courts get involved. Keep your your role as a parent, as a father, and your child as a top priority. Mm-hmm. Regardless of whatever uh, disagreements and conflict that you may have with the mother, keep your child first. And um, definitely get closer to God if you're not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you're going to need, you're definitely going to need to lean um, on that spiritual understanding. Mm-hmm. You know? So that that's where your strength is going to come from, mm-hmm. yeah. honestly. Because even with that support system, you may have some people that are just, you know, speaking to you from the word and you and you. Mm-hmm. That, that's not going to always work, mm-hmm. you know. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. Nice. So, yeah. No, I think that's good advice. I want to thank you both for dropping gems on this episode. Uh, what we do in Urban Theology, me and Raheem, we always give a scripture that can apply to what we talked about today. So I'm going to toss it over to Raheem, give his scripture. Yeah, so this is just to encourage anyone um, that has listened to this episode and have heard um, the great jewels that both Kenny and Jermaine have dropped. So this is going to be coming from um, James 1 verses 2 to 4, right? So it says, trials and maturity. So I consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and that endurance has its full effect so that you may be mature and complete and lacking nothing, right? So situations may be ideal. They may be difficult, right? They may be unforeseen, but but we don't. what we don't realize is that God uses those situations to stretch us to grow us and to make us more mature, right? Um, and we don't we don't always see that, but 
by God's grace, we get the fruits of the end result, which is that we end up being more mature after that situation. So we just want to encourage anyone that may have heard both Jermaine and Kenny's stories that if you're in a situation like situation similar to theirs, right, God can use this as a situation to help you grow, help you be more mature, and just change the uh, trajectory of your faith in your life. So we, I just hope this encourages y'all for real, for real. Nice. So my scripture is coming from Isaiah 50, verse 4, and it says, The Lord God has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning, wakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. I think as a co-parent, at times, God has to give you that <laughs> response, <laughs> you know? So um, I was in church here, and I, and I heard this, and um, the, the well-instructed tongue, you know, I, I know there are certain times that, you might want to go off. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's only God that can give you that well-instructed tongue. And to all those out there who are struggling in terms of co-parenting, it's only God that can that can help you in that situation. Because I just hearing, I know it can be frustrating yeah. just hearing. So um, we'll continue to pray for you all. And um, we're just excited that we had both of you on to actually touch on this important topic that isn't talked about as much in the community. So before we sign off, uh, where can the people find you? Okay. Um, you guys can find me on Instagram at Style by Kenny. Um, that's mainly where you'll find me. Don't follow me on Twitter. I'll be ratchet on this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, follow me on Instagram. Um, and yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram, main underscore 8990. That's main underscore 8990. Um, and my nonprofit. Instagram, Reality Check Mentoring Inc. That's Reality Check Mentoring Inc. Okay, and I want to clarify, is it M-A-I-N or M-A-I-N-E? M-A-I-N-E. Ah, see. M-A-I-N-E. Nice, nice, nice. So, hey, if you're looking for Urban Theology, if you're not following us by now, shame on you, but we forgive you. It's at Urban Theology underscore. That's on Instagram. If you're trying to follow me, I don't know why, because I'm a pretty boring guy, but it's <laughs> at longlivetobe. Where can they find you? And uh, you can only find me on Instagram, rice underscore um, and underscore stew. That's where y'all can find me at. And also, before that, um, please continue subscribing. Uh, leave us a rating on Apple. We appreciate it. Uh, we love all the feedback. Also, let us know if you love the show, if you don't like the show. You know, suggestions. Yeah, better way. like this show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm I'm a little petty. So, who's the more fun parents in in the? Oh, uh, yeah, it's me. I want to say <laughs> I want to say me. You want to say you? But because I got a daughter, so she yeah sounds like yeah, 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 yeah. Got you, got you. Okay. All right. Well, hey, this, is, <laughs> this has been episode six of Urban Theology. Thank you for tuning in. God bless. Until next time. Peace. Salah. All right. That was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, that, was that was awesome. It was. What did you think being in the audience? It was good. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can edit it anyways.